Hey guys, it's Dylan and welcome back to another episode of Dill Destroys the Internet. Today I'm going to be discussing the future of influencing and whether or not influencing is dead. Now if you would have listened to my episode about burnout, about how I've sort of been feeling the past couple of months with YouTube and influencing in general, you will know how I feel about short form content. But basically, we know short-form content is in its prime. It's We have Instagram Reels. We have YouTube Shorts. We have... What is it? TikTok. How the fuck do I forget about TikTok? But people are loving short-term videos, and that's great. And it's very easy to become an influencer and, you know, make money and do brand deals and do all the fun little influencer stuff. But it is sad for the people that prefer the long-form content and especially with my generation and the sort of older generation of people that want to be influencers, YouTube has their heart because that's really their first sort of platform where they saw influencers come to light and saw their favourite YouTubers becoming influencers, becoming famous and going on TV shows and yada, yada, yada. But basically, because of short-form content, it is harder to stand out because TikTok and YouTube and everything is also so saturated and now videos are becoming shorter and shorter and shorter. If your personality is not shown in the first 15, 30 seconds of a TikTok or an Instagram reel or whatever it is, you're not going to get famous. And it's really hard to get famous. Also, new influencers are rare now. Think, can you name three new influencers or Instagram styles or whatever they are that have come up in the past maybe six months? No, you can't because... It is so rare to see someone new and up and coming sort of shoot up to fame. Like, the only ones I can really think of are the Sterniolo triplets. But they use everything. They use YouTube, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok, and, you know, like... And it took them ages to be able to build this platform. It's not like it was done in one night and that was it. Like, new influencers that have really contributed to the influencer community is, like, it's rare. Because, I mean, the old sort of, you know, when TikTok came to its prime, and it still is, but it's very, very, very prime. Like, when Vine was in its prime, there was Addison Rae, there was Charlie Jamili, there was Dixie, there was Lil Hardy, there was Noah Beck. Like, that sort of group. But there famous 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 now because they obviously would post on other platforms but now people don't post on other platforms as much because of short form content being in its prime and with youtube and stuff not being any more you know being the prime that it once was views are down which means influencers that do have youtube as their main source of income they're getting less money because not enough people are watching because they don't want to watch long from content anymore and that's giving influencers sort of like should i continue doing this like is there a point in me doing this have i can i save my money do i need to branch out do i need to be adaptable do i need to become a tiktok star i'm 30 can i even do i even know how to use tiktok will i be allowed on tiktok will people welcome me to the platform if i do come to tiktok you know what i mean i feel like the creative outlet of being an influencer is sort of gone because tiktok is just so saturated with you know things that are pretty useless i don't making tiktoks you can make it about 15 maybe like two minutes and it's one and done and you're done 
and there's no creative outlet, you can just hop on a trend or a trending sound that will get you views, that will get you likes, that will get you followers. Especially with, was it Instagram Live, not Instagram Lives, TikTok Lives. Now, one of my friends does lives on TikToks literally as a joke. And she gains like 30 or 40 followers every single time that she goes live. And it's like, what the fuck, you know? Like the way that YouTube Lives and Instagram Live would be, it would take ages just trying to convince someone just to, you know, like a photo, like a video, watch your videos. Like following and subscribing them was a big thing. You know, it's not something you really thought about with doing live because you wanted to build your community and meet new people. That was why Instagram Live was a thing and YouTube Live was a thing. I mean, they still are, but I don't watch. I used to watch them too, but I don't watch anything like that anymore. I don't like live videos because of how saturated it is now. Now, I did see a video that Josh Productions had reposted on her Instagram about how YouTube is coming into its prime in 2023 because people are sort of slowly getting sick of, you know, short film content and they're going to look for something maybe just to watch in the background as they do homework or clean the house, but they're looking for long-form content again because Netflix and, you know, Amazon Video, they're all in their prime and they all make long-form content. And I think people, especially with long-form content, it has a sense of nostalgia to people that reminds them of what it was like and what, what they were and what still is, especially with YouTube shorts being, being paid. Now you can get paid to make YouTube shorts and that is going to cause a lot of influencers to move to YouTube shorts because the pay there is ridiculous. All the other creator funds like TikTok and Instagram don't pay as well as YouTube does. So in them moving across to YouTube shorts, that is going to bring their audience over there as well. And while they're on the app, YouTube does their best to sort of make them stay on the platform for the longest amount of time possible so they can make their money which is obviously if they see watch a youtube short that's about baking for example not only are they going to get recommended for you know cooking videos whether they're a big youtuber like rosano pancino or to new upcoming youtuber that's into cooking they're going to push people's content out more to sort of they're like oh you like this i bet you'll like this because this is a longer version of that there's this there's this there's that and they'll go, oh, okay, and that will sort of build the community of YouTube back up again, which I'm so excited about because YouTube was such a good place and now it isn't what it is or once was. But after watching this video, it was like, whoa, I'm hoping that this will sort of pop off again like it once did because it was great and I loved that. I think the thing that comes as well with influencing is the willingness to adapt. Like with, you know, how many Viners do you know that sort of made their way across YouTube after Vine died? Majority of them, David Dobrik, or oh, uh, Liza Koshy. Why are they all so controversial? Gabby Hanna, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Sarah Shower. A lot of these influencers moved because YouTube was at that prime and it is great and it is, you know, the best paying platform out there, which everyone should know. And it pays out great, you know? 
And I think that sort of comes as a good thing with being an older sort of influencer from the 2010s, because now we're in the 2020s, that, like, you have that nostalgia, like, watching the people I used to watch in 2017 and 2018 gives me such nostalgia and makes me feel young. That's weird to say. But, like, I've grown up watching their videos, so why am I not still going to watch their videos, you know? Like, when you grow up liking something, you're going to continue to like it. And then, obviously, as your taste changes, you don't necessarily stop liking those things. You just sort of become more adaptable to liking more things. Being, I think, as well with TikTok and stuff, there's no creative backbone. Like, if you are a someone that makes skit videos, if you take the internet away, you're still a funny person. If you're a singer you're like and you do covers and you do songs that got you famous on whatever app it is you're still going to be a singer unless you get nodes unless you get nodes and then you're fucking done for because you've got nodes but with tiktok there is no creative backbone you can just film yourself and then everyone's like oh my god i love or oh my god i hate but i don't necessarily think that influencing is dead i think influencers and new influencers are just taking a different approach with the way that they sort of maintain their status and, you know, sort of live the day by day, still making money and still being able to sort of live their life by making content on the internet. But, like, I'm, you know, influencing has definitely changed in the past even five years from what it was to what it is now. And, you know, it's not something that, I really enjoy the way that influencers have to do. I think they should just do what they want and get paid to do what they want. And obviously being adaptable is something that everyone sort of has to do in their line of work. Whether it's, you know, having new products come in and adapting to learn what they are or, you know, adapting a new theory if you do science. But, like, influencers really just, especially growing up with them, they really give me that sort of nostalgia. And it's sad to see that YouTubers have, sometimes have to take time away to reflect and sort of reassess what they have to do to sort of continue to be successful. I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed me talking about the influencer era. I really do, like deep diving into sort of influences and stuff as well. If you guys do want me to do another sort of topic around influencing, please let me know because I definitely will. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, give the podcast five stars and send it to a friend who you think enjoyed. Subscribe to my YouTube channel as well and follow me on Instagram and do all that fun stuff. But I hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you guys next time. Bye.